<laughs> All right, we're off. Okay, um, so this is the show. Uh, we don't have Richard. Uh. Um, <laughs> so we have Oops uh, back uh, uh, back uh, with us, and then uh, myself, Smile Investor. So uh, we're going to just I don't know, just talk, uh, see what Oops has been up to. Um, Maybe picks things from from the random channel. Uh, I'm not sure. So, um, folks, why don't you tell us what you've been up to since? Because we haven't seen you seen you a lot recently. Yeah. Um, so I went to Miami and to Puerto Rico for a couple of events. That was really cool. So I went to Decentral Miami, Art Basel, and then Metaverso in Puerto Rico. Um, got back, bunkered down, and kind of like quarantined for a bit. Ended up asymptomatically testing positive for COVID. So now I'm just kind oh. of like chilling hard, um, kind of like locked in a guest room. Have, it, not too bad. I, I got no issues. Can't complain. Um, I'm, about, I'm in the most comfortable spot I could be, and I have no mm. actual symptoms. So like, man, I certainly can't complain. So now I've just been chilling for the last few days, trying to like stay sane and get caught up on everything. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what, what, was the, what were the highlights? Um, well, always there's the meeting of the people. Um, so when I go, I go with my sister and we print out some POAPs, like physical POAPs with unique claim codes on the back of each one. Cool. And then I walk, I walk around and I hand them out to each individual person. And it's awesome. It's like the best experience. Um, you meet so many fun people and I, I I'll just go on a quick rant because it's pretty jokes, but I was kind of saying while I was there, like what I, I gave out all the POAPs. Like I ran out at most events. Um, and I remember sitting there after and just being like, man, like I, with POAPs, I am Iron Man, but like without them, like I'm just Tony Stark. Like those POAPs are my, are my suit for sure. Because you can just walk up to anybody, anybody you'd like, doesn't matter how fancy or famous or whatever they are. You just be like, Hey, have a POAP for being here and they they just love it and they take it and then if you want to talk you can but like normally i don't i just move on i'm not trying to be invasive and man it's so much fun you meet everybody that way how many poems did you give out um just uh probably just under two thousand over the course Whoa. of like the i met a lot of people that's an yeah i walk around in like a pikachu onesie and I hand out poaps to people. <laughs> it's a quite, hopefully it's a memorable experience for people while they're at the events. And it was kind of cool because I did the same thing while I was in New York for NFT NYC. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while I was handing out poaps to people in Miami, some of them would come up to me and be like, hey, like you gave me a poap in New York. And I'd be like, oh, here, have another one. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know. That was such a fun experience. Like, there's going to be people that we're going to see all over the world and they're going to be like, have a pop. They're like, you gave me one here and here. So that's pretty sweet. That is so cool. And uh, t- tell me about like, what, let's see, is their print, they were physical ones. What, what, what do they look like? I mean, like, um, how, was it like, well, so they're, they're like, they're drawn by my sister. Um, and they're, kind of i guess in in part a series i'll post the pictures in the richard show channel so you guys can see it but basically it's it's four like landscape photos 
style thing. I'm not uh, of the places that you were, and so we give one out at each of the events, and we try to kind of keep them to a theme. So one sec. These are the four. So soggy apple pie through those. Oh wow! So just for everyone listening, um, oh they were fantastic. I mean they're like uh, they're really beautiful. There's one from our basil, one from East Central, one for Metaverse, one for, oh I mean they're fantastic, they're beautiful. That's yeah, she did a really good job. So uh, we're gonna keep to this theme, and we're gonna keep going to more events and handing out poets to people and making friends this way. And, there's a few people that I've bumped into it. There's some there's some people that have all four of these and I've bumped in I've seen them at all four events. I think that's really cool. Wow. Wow. Uh were you the only one doing that? Like what was that with other people? No, no, no. there's Poaps are the are the winners of like any physical event. It's incredible. There's like do- dozens and dozens of people with Poaps. Um No, but, but I mean like giving them out physically like that. There are people who do, yeah, in in yeah. different ways. Um, we have a supplier that we know personally, that like, like a local one, who we give him the POAP information and the image, and he prints us out like physical discs, like they're like cardboard, like a, a decent cardboard stock disc essentially, with the picture on the front and then a, a QR code and the claim code on the back. We're gonna move to stickers. And then eventually, hopefully, like sewn patches that you could like p- claim and then peel off the back and apply to something. Um, mm. But that starts getting much more expensive, and this is pretty reasonable right now. It's pretty fun for a couple hundred dollars. I can walk around and meet like everybody at the event. It's like my own VIP ticket. That is, uh, it's so creative and so. But I mean, the work that's been done on these. Um... I'll put these in the, if it's okay, in the uh, uh, email. Uh, so, so yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so, so the, on the Substack post, people will be able to see them. But it's really Yeah, cool. I'm sure some of you would like that. That'd be kind of cool. It's fun that people get to enjoy them. That's kind of the whole point. Uh, I think that's really creative. Instead of just being a sort of attendee, you're actually sort of giving you know, value uh, as well. So we, we for the Substack, uh, we, uh, we have... We've been doing a sort of weekly interviews with different members of the community. Uh, so everyone from Chris Kay, Leighton, I think Andy Kaufman also did one, which was really well received about uh, his work with Axie Infinity. And then the Portuguese community. So we've got now five different languages of, uh, of, of the Substack. And we have Noxie on, on, on the call as well, who uh, covers the French one. Uh, but the Portuguese community, they decided to um, set up a, um, a POAP for all the interviewees. So a uh, really great job, of course. I think it was Pedro. I think Pedro did it. That's cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was really nice. And, uh, yeah, I think everyone who received them were, were really you know, delighted. So I think the POAPs are just something really nice. Um, Everybody loves POAP. From, yeah, have you seen the ones from uh, um, Alchemix that they're doing at the moment? They've got some good graphics on that team. So yeah, I, I bet they're pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, they've got this uh, 12 days of alchemists. And so, I know, they're they're beautiful. I mean, apparently they spent, I think the guy, the the artist spent hundreds of hours developing and they've got like uh, 
um, sort of uh, physical element. But to get them, you have to have done uh, different things in the community. And, like, and then there are different levels of rarity, like, for example, uh, the, the wildest one's like 5,000. And there's one legendary, which is 50. It was so funny because just by complete coincidence, I was on their Discord and I was asking something crazy because um, just for people who don't know, so Alchemix is this protocol where you, you deposit either DAI or ETH and then you can borrow up to 50% of that and then it repays itself because they, they take the deposited uh, um, asset and then they, you know, they use yearn or compound or whatever that is and then they get the, 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 the interest and then they repay whatever you borrowed. So it's basically like a free loan, although it can take years. So I was basically asking, like, what what is the potential to use some ETH to buy a TV? So if I put some ETH in and then I take, I, I, I borrow some of it and then I buy a TV, like, would it make sense? And they said it wouldn't because by the time you have all the gas fees, it would be more than what you borrowed. But what at the time I was asking these questions, was the time that the the people all running this this NFT campaign said the fifth, I don't know fifty people the first fifty people in that time zone would receive one of these legendary NFTs and that was I received it, it was in, you know, just completely chance but no really beautiful um, but yeah so um, um, okay so are you, have you got any plans for twenty twenty two any other events you could be planning to go to. The list of events in 2022 is just madness so far. Um, well, I'm not going to attend all of them, but like we're looking at uh, ETH Denver, um, maybe ETH Rio. Whoa. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too sure on the moment, but like there's one in Montreal coming up, so that's exciting because that's kind of close to home. So Yeah. Um, easier to get to, I guess, than some than like Rio and whatever. But yeah, the <laughs> list of the list of events that I'm looking at is like there's probably one, one or two a month every month. Um, yeah, yeah, one in January, three in February, three or four, three in April, four. Yeah, th- three in three in March, three in April, like crazy. There's no way I'm going to attend all that, but the list is very full. I can't believe there's so many events. So mm, you can basically mm, pick and right. choose when you want to travel at this point. It's like, well, this week, where should I go? And like the list will tell you. And are you able to, how do you, um, with all the different protocols you're working for, are you able to like do you connect the, the visits with, with the, the things you're doing for them? Or is it just you just going through for yourself? Or how, how does it work? Although I do my best to like, kind of like talk about anything and everything and help out where I can. And if there's other people there from the groups, I'll just, I'll meet up with them and hang out. And I don't really take like the day off per se, cause I can still hang out on my phone mm. or if I need to do something. Um, or when I get back to the hotel, I can do work that night and like things like that. So I, um, I just kind of fit it in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's flexibility. I might miss the calls that I'm supposed to be on. Um, but like, that's, yeah. But like, if I miss the calls, but still get all the work done that I'm supposed to get done, it's not, it's usually not too big of a deal. Don't miss like an all hands, but even then, like sometimes I'll like wait and miss the first couple hours of the event 
to like get actual calls in and stuff at the hotel and then I'll go. Mm-hmm. Really I I'm there to like make friends and hand out po apps. I'm not really there for the events to be honest. Like yeah. I find Yeah. I I found that like in some cases the events were very much like a trade show. In other cases the it was just kind of like very surface level, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. I mean, that's good for a lot of people. But like, I'd rather walk around meeting people than mm. listen to some entry level discussion on like five reasons why NFTs are the future or something. Yeah, I think you're you're way you're probably one of the more more advanced people in, in a lot of these uh, a lot of these events, aren't you? Because you you're actually living it rather than just. Uh... In a way, I guess I don't. I certainly don't think I'm advanced because well, I mean, ah, that's a tough subject, right? Because you don't want to like say you're advanced because obviously everyone, oh, has <laughs> everyone has a lot to learn still and i definitely yeah. have more than more than the average person to learn um but i at least know why i'm here i have a very clear image in my head of why i'm here and i have for years so that i don't need to be told well, do you mind sharing what that is well it's just like i i don't know i think one of the first things i, I don't know exactly how to word it but it's just like i know that this is going to happen like since the moment I saw this years ago, like everything becoming an NFT and tokenizing everything, just everything becoming a token. I, I saw that like almost immediately when I saw Ethereum and I just, the light bulb went off and I've just knew that, known the whole time that this was coming. I was just kind of like waiting for it and didn't know how. So how can actually, uh... One thing I forgot to say on the last uh, on the last um, uh, podcast is that whatever, everything we talk about for everyone listening is not financial advice. It's uh, information education purposes only. You know, it's it's financial not advice. Don't listen to anything I would say about money. <laughs> well, also you know, you know everything's unregulated, risky, all that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So just just be in mind. But so this is a really interesting. Po- this is a really interesting point that you talk about because I was listening to Tim Ferriss and Chris Dixon from uh, a novel rather count uh, from from I think Chris Dixon's from A sixteen Z a like a venture capital thing but they all they all you know they're really so sort of heavily you know talking about NFTs and and that's the future but like what's so I guess the biggest issue that people have is if they don't understand it or, or so someone's just brand new to NFTs and whether it's for investing or just to learn about it, like what's, I mean, it's overwhelming the choice, you know, it's difficult to know what to look at. What's your, your suggestion for where to start? Um, probably play a game, I guess, at this stage, like back when I was starting, none of this stuff existed. So it's kind of hard to, like, I don't, I won't be able to take the same path that, people get to take now um so, 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 like when previous... you started, so when you started there wasn't was it before open c was there or what was the... uh, yeah yes i think oh. so yeah um like the nfts were still kind of like a thing like crypto kitties were a thing i guess right. um or at least they became a thing at some point during where, when i was starting like i i think i learned about everything like late 2016 whoa so really really um, yeah so 
Well, I mean, it it certainly wasn't early at that time. Like, but then, you know, it's what it is. Everyone's early to some degree. You everyone's early 10 years from that point. Yes. Um, but yeah, early enough that like this stuff wasn't around yet. So I was like, I mean, I would have said, go to Reddit, um, kind of like read what people are saying in the different like groups that you want to follow, uh, you know, sign up for some centralized exchange and do some trades, that kind of stuff. That's certainly not what you're supposed to do now. Um, now it would be like play a game or right. Like play a game and get an NFT for it or throw 10 bucks if possible into some side chain and then just bang it around in a couple of silly protocols or right. Drop it in V4 and watch them just check on your prizes or do some quests on Zapper or something. Right. Like right, the, so now, before NFTs, like what would you specifically for NFTs to starting right now when there's just so many options? Um, like where can one start? Because some like Andy Kaufman's obviously Axie Infinity Expert, but the prices for some of those are just maybe quite expensive. And you know, who knows if you're getting the right types and so on. So, where could someone start like relatively? Modestly, yeah. if you like. Um, I mean, there's plenty of games on other chains that you can get into that aren't too expensive. And if you wanted to try Axie, like you could do what Andy's kind of doing, but not right where you could do the scholars. But you could be the you could be the person who's playing for us as a scholarship. Mm. So that's certainly an option. Um, and but there's you know there's also other things like. I, I really like Skyweaver. We've talked about that before. Um, basically, because it's free to play and all the things, all the paid stuff is cosmetic. But like, you can do a tournament, and if you win a game, you have to buy the tickets for the tournaments. I think they're like a dollar fifty. Um, but if you win, then you get a card, and those cards are worth something. That's kind of cool. Well, it's not totally free to like earn, but it's it's fun. I have a good time playing the game. Um, I guess my friend's looking into this thing called Kara Stars or something, which is like oh, an yeah, XDAI. Yeah, like an XDAI equivalent of Axie to some degree. And it's still not like, I certainly don't endorse it. I don't know anything about it, but he seems excited. So that's cool. I sent him some XDAI so he could get, go give it a try. Um, I don't know. Like, I just really think there, there's so many games now. Like, there's a lot of them. Um, mm. I think Splinter Splinterlands or something. I think that's a really popular one. I haven't played it myself, but I've heard of it. Um, <clears throat> I see it in the App Store too, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, like I, I think that's kind of where people should start at least, because then you like people understand digital collectibles like in a game, like they understand in-game items. Seeing that hit their wallet would be like a whole new kind of paradigm shift for them and then they'd be like oh okay i own this and like they can visualize that which like that totally didn't exist prior also you could just like get some free coins and go play some DeFi stuff like i mean another good option would be i'm kind of working on setting this up shortly where it'll be like you can go into a space where they'll send you like a faucet essentially of coins and you Mm -hmm. can learn how to bridge them to a new network and then zap them into some LP and then stake that into a farm or something or like deposit it into V4. We'll see like some, some kind of system that would 
encourage people to basically like onboard by getting something and then just like playing with it. And what do you care if you pay 5% slippage? Like you don't, it's free money. Yeet. So (laughs) in that that sense, so they just go play the game. That's pretty much. So that's actually, so it's not, you're not talking about testing. You're actually talking about proper actual real, you know, proper tokens or. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We're not giving them testnet tokens. Then the incentive's kind of off. But then they feel like they're testing, you know? You have to give them real money. So they still have that idea that, like, oh, this is my money, and if I lose it, like, that sucks. But they also have the thought that, like, it's not really my money. Like, I just got this to play with, so, like, and I'm supposed to play with it, so I'm going to, kind of thing. It's like this funny middle ground where you still have the the ball in your throat. Like, you don't want to you don't want to send to the wrong address or something. Like, then you're just, right, you're burning that money. It's your money at the end of the day. But everybody. So no, that's, you can <laughs> just do what you gotta do. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, some kind of a, I think that's a system that'll make more sense to people. And that or like it already exists. Um, like banana is a great example of that for years. They've been just giving away coins and oh, saying, yes. uh, I, I'm a big proponent of the educational stuff that they've been doing over there. So like, right. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you can go in there. If you've never heard of crypto, or whatever you could just be like hi what what is this and someone will be like here have some (laughs) try it out (laughs) and then boom you have some and then what you withdraw right and and then what you withdraw to your wallet and so then you have to learn what the process of like setting up a wallet and withdrawing out of a tip bot on discord to a wallet and like that's common right like thousands and thousands of people have gone through that process now of learning how to withdraw from a tip bot to to dis- like to their actual wallet, which they've had to set up, and then they learn about what a private key is and what a receiving address is and all that stuff. Um, and it's okay. like it's right; it just makes sense. There's so many ways why like it's like the best onboarding tool ever for people because they have no risk. They're still just like they're beaming money around. They're using wallets. They're actually doing on-chain transactions. They can check the explorer and see them. I've got quite a few people I think I need to uh, teach about crypto from scratch. So uh, I might have to do that or I, I'm not. I've onboarded every one, of my, every one of my friends and family to Banana. That's not a claim that people can make with Ethereum or other things, generally speaking. So, so literally... Uh, every, just, everybody. So just Banana, their main website, you just go there and then you can... Uh, the website's banana.cc, yeah. So there's... There's simple ways to get it, but the easiest way is to just go into the Discord and say hi and say like, hey, I'm new. And if you're a real person and you're actually new and you want to learn, someone will send you some ban. And then, boom, there you can start learning. Like, No one's going to ask. They're not going to grill you. They're just just like, that's just, that's the tipping culture that's there. Is that tip them, flip them, give them away, end up with more at the end of the day is basically the slogan. And is this, uh, can you use that MetaMask uh, for that or is it, is it not on that? No, it's its own wallet, which is like part of the fun is you have to go through the process of learning how to make a wallet and like writing down your seed phrase and it's its own chain, which makes it's free and it's instant to use. So it's like kind of like a test net, but it's not because right. the coins are actually worth money. This is really good because I, because I mean, I was just shuddering like to, to like, Explain to someone brand new, okay, go to a central exchange, go to the KYC, get some Ethereum, 
open get a metamask wallet you know and then oh i mean and then yeah so i think that's a that's an easier way of no this is so much yeah this is so much easier you basically say go into this discord and say hi or i mean technically you should just have some and then you can send it to them right it'd be like you download a wallet and then you scan their Q and like it's instant and it's feeless. So you can like send them 10, which is like cents and they'll get 10. They'll be like, Oh, I got 10. And you'd be like, okay, send it back to me. And then they'll ping pong it back to you and you get, and then you'll send them more and then they'll ping pong it back to you and you'll send them more. And it doesn't even matter. How do I like, so if I want to just buy some, how do, where do I do that? It's on exchanges, but you can also just like play games and earn it and stuff. Like it's got free distribution. That's kind of how people, yeah, you can go like do something, <laughs> honestly, pretty much anything. Like make a meme, write an article, um, hang out, just literally just hang out and be friendly and exist. If you chat in the server, there's these things called reigns, and it's basically a tip split that hits everyone who's active. So. If you're hanging out, if you're literally just hanging out and chatting, banana can just like fall from the sky on you. <laughs> okay, that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, it's a great learning environment. So that's kind of why I'm a huge proponent of it. They have a bridge and a wrapped token on Polygon and Binance Smart Chain. So, like, you can. That's kind of what I'm going to plan on doing. Is I'm mm-hmm. going to onboard people to DeFi by like the, and make them go through the steps of learning by sending them something on some random chain forcing them to like learn how to bridge it and then go to like sushi swap or zapper or something and then zap into a pool or do a swap or something and then they can complete a quest and whatever now they're kind of like off to the races right they've already done more of DeFi than what the average person would done they've bridged they've swapped they've provided liquidity they've they've used multiple protocols like and, and you like can do this all with Banana. Yeah, well, yes, and wrapped band, right? Like, And it's it's wrapped token equivalent, but yes. Okay, right. You would need a small, right, you'd also need a small amount of Matic or BNB for whatever network you're using, I guess. There's also that to be said. But, yeah, but that would be, one... that, that's easy to figure out too, right? Like you yeah. send them one, one Matic and 100 band, and it's like, boom, now you have three dollars in your wallet and you're ready to play like <laughs> it's three bucks or like even less that is pretty cool i think uh if i can i see set myself up with these with these with some a bit of matic and then i think i've already got probably more than enough matic just need to get the banana and then um yeah then i can just like onboard so many people because and then it's quick and you can just do it there and then you don't need to uh uh, have them do the KYC, you know, go through the centralized exchange beforehand and all that kind of stuff like I had to when I was onboarding. So, yeah, so that really, really reduces stuff. the barrier to entry. There's no KYC. There's no, you literally are just making wallets that you have no need to make accounts on anything anymore. That's probably my favorite part about the fact about onboarding to crypto now is that people are using wallets as logins and not logins to wallets. Because in 2017, it was logins to wallets. Like it was custodial. You logged in to some protocol that stored your IDs and your identity. And then mm-hmm. they gave they gave you a wallet that they owned that you sent to. And now it's you have a wallet and that logs you into everything that you need to use. It's such a cool transition to have watched happen. What, uh, on a related subject, what, what, what's the best thing for you 
between now and 2016, 2017, like what's the best uh, change that you've seen? Obviously probably largely that. That is actually probably largely one of my favorite changes is that like people are starting to understand that like if you own the keys, like that's your account. You don't need a password and all this information stored and all that stuff. You don't need to KYC. You can just, this person owns this wallet guaranteed because they have the keys. So let them in. I think that's really cool. It's going to come with some problems. Like mm-hmm. what if your wallet gets compromised? Did you just lose your accounts to everything? Um, so, you know, it's never going to be perfect. That's going to come with some questions. But I think that's one of my favorite parts so far. Uh, here's a cool example. .xyz, like the the domain or the DNS or whatever. I'm not, I'm not very technical in that sense. But I think it's a DNS provider. You, you're, I'm sure you've seen links with .xyz at the end. Yeah, yeah, like proapp.xyz. Yeah, exactly. So they just did a thing with ENS, essentially, where now you can take any ENS. So um, if it was smartinvestor.eth or richard.eth or whatever we have, right? And you just took that and then just add a .xyz at the end and it takes you to some profile that'll view like your ENS portfolio and your NFTs. So like an actual website. Yeah, like there's essentially a a, a .xyz website set up for every single ENS that displays the person's NFT collection and their avatar and ENS name and I think that's it. It's pretty cool. It's not as good as Zappers. Yeah, it's not. It's not nearly as good or thorough as Zappers, and it's not uh, or like Rain. And it doesn't look quite as nice as like Rainbow Wallets. But it's cool. It's a very cool start. Like it's it's just a fun feature that like you can literally just add dot xyz to the end of any ENS name in your search bar, and it'll just produce a a page. Is sweet. Like we're getting there, that was right? pretty cool. I didn't know about that, uh, so I'll have to look at because uh, I've I have actually got smartinvestor.eth. Oh, I'm gonna go to it right now. Let's see what it says. I haven't connected it to my wallet yet because the, <laughs> the problem is I used I used the gas too because the gas was quite cheap recently. So I bought the ENS. I went through all the steps, and then the last step you have to keep paying gas for different things. You have to connect it to your wallet, and I ran out of yeah. ETH. But I want to connect it because. Because um, as I read on Bankless once, you know, they were talking about um, you know, your wallet is your resume uh, and, um, uh, you know, people can just look at your wallet and then they can see all the things you, you do, you've done. Um, and in that article, they, were, they had some like degen test or something like, so you, you put your wallet in, it gives you a score. Um, but I've just got a low score, even, yeah, degen score, yeah. But I mean... I don't think that was fair because I've done you know reasonable reasonable number of different things which they don't count, and so. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, the that, things they are counting on DGen score, like times you've like been rug pulled or lost money or done something really like it judges like how how outrageous your decision making is. Not <laughs> at least that's no, my no. There, there was one. Um, there, I don't know if it's the one that Andy Kaufman just put the link. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. I'll put the link into the. Um, it's dgenscore.com, D-E-G-E-N score.com. So uh, what you do is if you connect your your Ethereum wallet, digital wallet to that, and then it will just give you, it will just calculate how, uh, how 
I, I thought it was supposed to be how good you are, but maybe, 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 you, maybe the lower the scores, but the better. I'm not sure. It depends on how. It, it's basically how risky you play. I think. It's, oh, it's I not really see. Like, it's not really about how knowledgeable you are. It's more of like okay, just how outrageous is your decision making? <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe it's not because like, I, I was like, desperately trying to get my score high, but then I just kept just kept a low thing, and I thought oh, I need to do more things in DeFi. But I think I'm completely misunderstood what that is. No, man. Uh, truthfully, truth be told. If smart investor had a high DGen score, I'd probably <laughs> actually be almost hesitant. <laughs> oh, who, what have we got? Andy's, Andy's score is... Oh, oh wow. So, so his, his score is 100 and 115, which is ape. Uh, what does this mean? No, no, it gives you like plus 40 for Uniswap, hipster AMM. We've added a good amount. <laughs> yeah, most of my activities on other chains, so I don't see much on this website. But yeah, I think it's just Ethereum. Yeah, I, uh, I'm big on I, I'm big on Poaps for this reason. Like my Poap collection is a resume. I've got like almost 130 of those things now. Whoa, whoa. Um, what do you see as the future Poaps? Because the, they're not that they're relatively new, aren't they? Poaps is not that. It's, it's just the, how old is are the Poaps? No, they're pretty OG. They've been around for a few years. Oh, right. Okay. Patricio is a legend. Like, that man has been traveling and handing out POAPs for years. Like, yeah. The whole, the whole team is actually. Yeah, can you tell us more? Because I don't really know much about them. But what's... Uh... Like the big thing, like it's on chain, it's free on chain memories. I, I think I'm, I'm, it's just a huge idea, right? Like every concert, every event, every conference, you could use them for basically anything. Like it's, you could be, you could do um, performance based ones. Like we're looking at, um, for example, GitBio apps popping up, and that's pretty cool. Which is basically like if you contribute to a GitHub repository, you can earn POAPs, which is like the recognition badge that you did. Open source tech was already kind of like about contributing for recognition and not so much financial incentive. So why not throw them a non-financial incentive NFT, like a POAP as well, and give them like a badge that they did it. Like I, I do see POAPs and coordinate allocations and times you've been tipped and et cetera, that could all eventually become like an on-chain resume of some degree. Mm. It, so with perhaps what do you see as the future? Is it literally just like an on-chain resume? Do you think that, that's got more like a wider application than that? Well, POAPs are NFTs at mm. the end of the day. So there's a ton of applications just like there would be with any NFT. Um, it's just POAPs are super, super accessible in a form that most other things are not in the NFT space. So it puts itself in a unique position where like you can claim a POAP with an email address. Like that's for, for totally free. Like mm. that that's a level of onboarding that the most most protocols and NFTs just don't have yet. So no, they're in a unique position where like you can I can walk around handing out POAPs and it's like I can hand them to literally anybody. Like at Art Basel, when I gave people the POAPs, they looked at me so confused. I was like, "Well, just throw in your email address, and it's just a little symbol that you were here." 
Yeah, that's 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 nice, and they can be quite. Um, so yesterday again, this Alchemics, uh, it was day nine, and what they did in their newsletter, which is on Substack, they hid the link to the claim day nine pop, and I think I spent like an hour going through the um, going through the that page, and uh, I said I said on Discord, can't it's not there, and then they said no, the other people who found it will say it's there, and then I said oh I found it. Then they said that's not that link is for something else. It's not the pull-up, but so you can get creative with that. But um, but just to go back to NFTs, like, can you tell us more about what are some of the other applications that maybe are not being looked at now, but which could be coming, which could be huge? That so apart from just art and apart from uh, you know tickets, you know, what are the some of the other things that that uh, you can get pretty creative once once you can prove who like actually owns something and it's authentic. You can get as creative as you'd like with it, really. Like, you could host giveaways. In Poap's case, for example, they have Raffle. I think it's poap.raffle.xyz or just maybe just poap.raffle. Um, I think it's just yeah, I think it's just that. Basically, you can host a giveaway and people enter using their Poaps as the tickets. They don't lose them, of course. It's just like that's mm-hmm. their their badge of entry. Um, you can use yeah. them for token gating things. So we've seen, but like we've seen before, like we have the Hodlers Hangout channel here. That's only accessible for people who hold pool tokens, or like it's kind of derivatives, if that's the yeah. appropriate term. Um, yeah, so you can do the same thing with Poaps, and that's totally free. So that's just a fun accessible thing for people is that anybody could deploy a discord server. Anybody could make a PO app and give it to the first or people there and it could make a private channel for them. And that whole system and flow is free. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, that's a utility, right? There's snapshot voting for PO apps. <clears throat> so that's cool. You can use those as like your, your ability to vote. Um, Maybe they'll be used in games. Some of them are like, uh, did you hear about the Adidas confirmed app? Yeah, uh, it was. It was something. Uh, uh, I'm not sure, quite sure. It was sold. I know it was sold out quickly. Can you tell? Can you just tell us more? Uh, Basically, Adidas launched an app where they're going to be doing merch drops, um, mm-hmm. but to stop like scalpers and people from, yeah, taking more than what they're supposed to they implemented a thing where the you have to have a poet a special like adidas origins poet mm-hmm. to be able to purchase and that limits you to like one purchase per poet kind of thing and those poets go for like a, the last one that sold sold for almost an eve i think it was actually a whole eve so and they were given away for free were they? yeah they were given away for free um, you can sell poaps like if you want to, and some of them are worth money, but that's not what I collect them for. I collect them because I actually want them for the memories. So I just kind of yes. don't really pay too much attention to that. But in this case with the Adidas one, like I wasn't able to get one, and I, I did look at the market and was tempted to buy one because I, I mean, hey, that's just cool. That's like as someone who's a big fan of poap, big fan of NFT utility, like this is a piece of like history in essence. Mm. 
Like this so is like you, one of the first major brands doing a legitimate like mobile app that's token gated with a NFT to like it just makes sense. So that's on so on OpenSea, is it? So you can get the address. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, or any other like NFT platform per se, but Poaps are for sale on. But if Poap, so if you uh, mint your Poap in XDAI, can you still? Uh, like sell them on OpenSea, or is that only for Ethereum? It's only for, I'm pretty sure it's only for the Ethereum ones because OpenSea only supports um, Ethereum and Polygon right now, from my understanding. So right, so you'd have to, you'd have to uh, bridge it to from Nextai to Ethereum. Yeah, the, but there's a migration yeah. process like on the okay. website that you can use. Yeah, so it's gas. No, it's just that like. So with one of these alchemics ones, you know, is there's only fifty as legendary uh, um, status. But the thing is, it's not the point about those uh, this alchemics that there's twelve days of, of uh, power-ups or NFTs. Is it's it's about because they're about to launch DAO, and so depending on which ones you have, you'll be able to do certain things and, and that sort of thing. So that's the kind of uh, aim, rather than just trying to get them and stuff like this. The community, just like we've got here in Pull Together. Uh, where uh, every time you come to a community call, you get a power app, uh, which um, Oops has designed some incredible ones for. So, um, I wonder if any of those have ever sold. I've never actually looked. Well, I don't, I don't know if anyone's, uh, hopefully, no one's sold them because uh, uh, hopefully uh, people are there. But we do get a lot of bots, don't we? That's one of the things. And some of the calls now, we get a crazy number of attendees and i think a lot of them are bots just trying to get the yeah that's stand that's kind of standard now across people like po apps a lot (laughs) and it's also worth noting though that a lot of those like a lot of those people that we may assume are bots might actually just be people who are like i i kind of learned my lesson i reached out to somebody at some point who i thought was a bot and they were a real person it was just like our calls are not conducive to everybody's time zone yeah so yes. they had they had fallen asleep they had fallen asleep with the call on yes because i because i remember sometimes people are, are on there for hours after the call but that's because they're just it's the middle of the night their time or whatever. yeah for some people it's like three or four a.m when we're, when we're doing the call like leading up to 5 a.m so if they fall asleep during it like well <laughs> fair okay. I, I, okay. I would Right, so I'm trying to be more understanding with that, and just say like, okay. you know, the fact that they even attend is actually impressive. So whatever. <laughs> no, 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 that's 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 good. Um, all right, have you got some uh, some other uh, any other interesting things or topics that we uh, sort of especially twenty two twenty two? What what's going to be big in twenty twenty two? Apart from NFTs and perhaps. Well, I think music NFTs are going to be really big. I think they're going to take off in a way that people aren't, aren't really prepared because, like, the framework's starting to get set up, and I think that's really exciting. This is really, yeah. Um, so just cut you off. There's a guy Cooper Troop Cooper Trooper on on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know what his real name is, but he's a very tall man. Yeah, Simon oh, Porter. I'm pretty him? sure I gave. I'm pretty sure I gave him a po app in Puerto Rico. I might be wrong. Oh, he's. I mean, the guy. I saw an interview with him on on, on uh, YouTube, and the guy is. I mean, so intelligent, just like. Oh. See, yeah, seems very friendly. Yeah, 
So uh, tell us about music NFTs. Like what? Like what exactly is a music NFT, and and, and what? Uh, how does one get engaged with them? That kind of stuff. Yeah, and which platform. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a huge understander of how music nfts like work on the back end i mean in truth like i really just started streaming music recently because i was very much the kind of person that loved going through and finding like maybe some more low-key stuff and downloading the files and going through the albums and mm. i was very much about like downloading mp3s and like i collected mp3s essentially mm. gro growing up i loved it i loved finding like unknown music and sharing it with my friends and making these playlists and all of that kind of got taken away with streaming. Mm. And I never really had a platform that I wanted to use and I never paid for a premium subscription or anything. So like, you know, in truth, I just kind of like stopped listening to, I, I still listen to music, but like if I'm listening to my iPod, it's like the same stuff from <laughs> like before streaming started. Like, really. Yeah. So uh, well, I, well, we've got some suggestions here from in the chat, like audience, yeah, when I'm, I know uh, poolside. I'm not sure if that's the one. Uh, I know. So Cooper Trooper was talking about. Oh gosh, I can't remember the names. He kind of did mumble them a little bit, so it was difficult to hear to understand them. But there was. Um, I've got them somewhere, but I was trying to look into them. And, oh, there's a few. Uh, like there's actually quite a bit. Yeah, there's Audius catalog. Um, oh yeah, that's the one catalog. Yeah, we're, we're seeing other things pop up on other chains too, like. On Wax, for example, there's one called Yoshi Drops that I've been helping. They're kind of like what they're doing is pretty cool. It's music NFTs. Wax mm -hmm. is pretty pretty NFT friendly, so it works out quite well. Um, and they do partnerships with like artists, and they release content as NFTs. And I still think, yeah, there's I still think there's a ton of room for that area to grow. I'm mm. kind of looking forward to the idea of an app where I can get NFTs in the same way I used to get MP3s. Mm. I can like I can go to like SoundCloud or one of these other like fringe music websites that has download links like back in the day. And even though I know you're not supposed to like download stuff anymore because it's spoopy, um, you know there must be some way where I can purchase an NFT and then use that NFT on a, some platform and it lets me listen to the music. That I or, mean, that's. That's, I think, so, so when you say music NFT, is that like a song that, or, or what exactly is? Yeah, I guess, or a whole, I'm still kind of like, I mean, maybe someone will invent some kind of special NFT standard that's not ERC-721 or 1155 or something that has like a, the ability to hold an album, right? right? And then you could upload like multiple songs in the form of a single NFT or something. I, I, I don't totally know. I just... Something's gonna happen, right? Like we're, we'll have this like epiphany moment, and then people will start listening to music in the form of NFTs. And I don't know what'll drive it, but I'm excited for it. I think that's pretty cool. I, Movies I, is I, another I, thing I think we'll see, but like maybe a little less. Movies, like in the same Movies. sense, like you might be able to like get NFTs of the bonus content or that random stuff. Um, that's uh, that's the thing that's uh, absolutely. So I think uh, with music NFTs, I'm, I'm after I watched this video, I was trying to um, explore it more, but I just found it quite challenging. Um, challenging to understand uh, 
you know, even on catalog, like what I'm looking at and, and you know, cause it's just a lot of stuff there. So, um, but yeah, movies, I think, I think especially for, there's two options, isn't there? There's like obviously the big, like Marvel and, and getting NFTs of, of uh, you know, Spider-Man or whatever, but then also potentially the possibility for uh, you know, independent producers and directors to, to use NFTs to, uh, I guess, have people participate in the funding of the films, I guess. Is that, is that what you're thinking? Or is it something else? Yeah, I mean, naturally, like the mainstream will flow towards the big stuff, but I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity in, in the area of like, independent artists getting funded through nfts to continue like i'm like exactly what we did with the pool together nft pool like that you could just literally have people depositing into a pot that draws weekly chances to win albums and the prize money goes to instead like the prize money instead of going to winners goes to the artist and his job is just to produce new songs or new albums that go into that prize pot to be won out every week or every month or whatever they want to do. Like it, it makes sense from a creator's perspective. It's just like no one loses their money. You can live off of it and you can sustainably just keep doing what you want to do. It's, uh, but, so how did that go? Because we don't do that anymore. Was it a success or? It wasn't a success in terms of the the rate at which we were giving out work wasn't sustainable for the yield that we were earning. Um, also partially due to the fact that like we didn't promote it on the main website and stuff like that. And like, there was just, there was ways it could have been done better, but potential wise, like the potential of the NFT or just the potential of that format of pool. It doesn't have to be NFTs. It can be literally anything of the yield going to something else and people winning some other thing that isn't the yield. That's a wild concept. So you're saying in it, um, I, I think it, okay. So you're taking something like the, the, um, composability element so it's not necessarily just pulled together but people can yeah exactly win whatever it is nfts music nfts movie nfts whatever and then uh, whoever's running the the pool or you know the the protocol whatever they would use the yield to pay for the pay for the running but also to pay for the actual creation of the nfts for example as, a, as an example is that what i think we're talking about for everything like basically the money would go to the artist and they can yeah. do with it what they want they can live off of it but they obviously have to maintain the pool because <laughs> that's what they live off of so there would have mm. to be that in, uh, right but like like that's genuinely that like let, let's just give a crazy example but i'm not going to say for like if i if people were willing to deposit money into a pool i could in theory just be on the hook to draw an image every week like a, a one of, and then I would make it a one of one NFT, and whoever won the prize that week would win that image. Or I could make it a ten of ten, and ten people win. Or I could make two images, or you know, whatever it is. Or I could make a song, or it really genuinely doesn't. I could produce video content and give you access to it. Like it really doesn't matter. 
You can come up with anything. And then you can be like, okay, we're going to raffle off that to people who are deposited into the pool. And so those people aren't losing their money. They're, just, they're not gaining yield on their money, but they're not losing mm. anything. Um, and you're, living, you're able to live off the yield while supplying all of these people with what they wanted without them having to actually spend money. I see. They, okay, they that, they are spending like, their yield, but yeah, like that is in yes. Actually, I didn't. Um, okay, let me, for everyone who's listening, doesn't quite get it. Let me just explain. So, the point is that uh, let's say there's an artist that you like, uh, independent artist, and they're you know they're not you know just they're not like in, if they're starting today, probably would not have much money that kind of stuff. You could give them money, like through Patreon or, or, or something like that, or by you could put all this money into, for example, a, a pool to get a pool or, or something else on a, on a different protocol. You let's say you put out a hundred USDC or hundred Dai, whatever, hundred dollars. If I don't, a hundred people put in the same amount, the interest which would then be put into I don't know, Arve compound, whatever, that could be used to pay for the uh, to the artist. You keep your money. Everyone who puts their money keeps their money. So the artist basically could have quite a good living without anyone actually giving them their any money directly. Uh, or, or not just artists, you say. Yeah. It could be music. It could be uh, teachers, you know, teachers and, um, doing stuff for children, uh, you know, in make, Yeah, make, teachers, who make online, teachers who make online content like YouTube channels and stuff. This would be a great way to get fun, and like maybe the person like ships them custom merch, or I don't, I don't know. Like you'd, you'd have to have some kind of reward that the people are winning, but that's something that could happen. Yeah, that is uh, really sort of interesting stuff. So I think we should uh, we'll probably aim to to wrap it up in in, in a few moments. But uh, I think it's been fantastic today. So unfortunately, we missed Richard. So this the is show, just the show without Richard. I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so today's just the show not the Richard show so the Richard show we will hopefully be back but I will be actually uh, posting uh, uh, well this is this will be next week from when I post this but um, hopefully we can have both yourself Oops, and Richard back again because uh, your, your, your guys chemistry is unmatched um, but uh, so to wrap up is there anything else you'd like to, to mention as we as we head towards the end of 2021 any other big thoughts about the year or the year ahead in crypto, NFTs, anything mm, else? That's so. I think I kind of, I've done my ranting. Um, <laughs> you were very nice to me. You were very yeah, nice Yeah, I tried, I, I stayed tame, I promised. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess my big takeaway is like, or at least for now, like the one thing that I would like to kind of like reiterate before the end of the call is that the idea of like, yield going to someone and no one spending their money is a wild wild concept and if people actually figured out what that meant because it's a little bit complicated to explain yes oh, that's a crazy dow concept really is that like imagine if a dow had a treasury where they committed to never spend any of the contents of the treasury only the yield earned on like you could basically you could, only um, go up i mean that could literally that could be uh you know fun community 
basically that, that's a way of funding community projects, you know, which which are very you know really worthwhile things with creative and you know just social social care, which are difficult to get the funding for. Uh, but um, I it's think like Kickstarter on a whole other level. Uh, yeah. That's actually I did have a, I I did think about that like I I thought about like you know something like a crowd crowdfunding uh, crowdfunding using the you know using the yield um, you know that's that's something which you, I don't think we have at the moment and uh, the the what we tried and pulled together so that's PTIP eight Andy Cummings just posted that says pulled together NFT. Implementation marketing company. So we, we did try it here in um, pull together. That's quite a while ago. Peter Bay, we're at like fifteen now, something like that. So um, it didn't really take off, but the concepts there and the you're right. I think mm-hmm. people don't. I think we were just thinking about the NFTs. We weren't thinking about the actual idea, which you've articulated much much more clearly. Uh, so uh, I think that it could literally be game changer for so many industries and people and. Um, Probably starting with artists, you know, it probably ties in really well with music NFTs and the art side. Creators of, yeah, creators of all kinds, writers. Um, yeah. Right? Like you could run a paid subscription Substack or something. And, but the pay is not the pay, the pay is just the yield from people depositing into a prize pool. And we have to look into this more. Like, like to, uh, it's, it's, the, yeah, like, for creators, this opens up a whole world of opportunities. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, I, that's what. So, so that's what what um, what Cooper Trooper was talking about. He was saying, you know, the the value is, you know, we were talking to all the listeners. So I guess that's us. The value is in you uh, being able to educate others and help. Basically, he said, find a musician in your local town. And help them, you know, help them get into Web three, get into these, you know, the music side, and then that's your way of learning. And, and you know, maybe you might be awarded, maybe you won't, but that's not the point. And that's what he's talking about in general with Web three and, and this kind of areas that you, by educating, helping others, uh, you know, I guess I don't know what the right terms reach their goals or you know express themselves artistically and, and also be able to to live live well rather than just be sort of surviving. Is a way for you to grow, and you know you would be rewarded somehow, but not necessarily the same thing. But that's uh, that's the best way to, to add the value. So I think that ties in what you've what you've said as well. So yeah. So okay, I'm gonna uh, let's wrap it up there. So thank you everyone for listening, and thank you so much to Oops for standing in, uh, and to Andy and everyone else for hanging out to the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's another thing, actually. If you, um, obviously, most of you are listening to this on the Substack, but if you have, we, so we record this live on the, in the Pull Together Discord, on the Pull Together Live. So what we'll do, what we usually do is we put an event. So if you join the Pull Together Discord and go to the events thread, we'll have a, um, uh, an event for the Richard Show, usually, and uh, you can just join, and then it will alert you all the time. So, uh, yeah, if you ever want to join us live, like we have some, some people on here live, you can do that. Otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, we look forward to the next show. Thank you so much again, Oops. Yeah, yeah, we had Tim and Andy post some messages in the chat. All was good. Thanks, guys. Cheers.